Beast Feast. Guess what? It's that time of year where I'm going to talk about how great Beast Feast is every Sunday for like a solid month. Uh, guys, come and hang out at Beast Feast. It's, it, it's, every year it's so neat. Um, and, and we used to do this thing at Beast Feast, which Beast Feast is our wild game cook-off. I, I was zoned out. I was, look, I was watching Pastor Jason knock the decorations down, and I wasn't listening to what she said. But uh, uh, it's our wild game cook-off, our, our men's group. Our, uh, the ladies' group here at Community Church is called Ladybugs, and that's so nice. Um, the men's group is called Mudbugs, uh, filter feeders. And uh, anyway, uh, so the Mudbugs, Mudbugs Men's Ministry, uh, our, our annual event is Beast Feast, and we, we're new at the uh, beginning of February, and we always have a ton of fun. And the way they used to do Beast Feast is you would bring your dish and just, like, give it a name. And so it'd be like uh, Swamp Stew. And you're sitting here thinking... Man, there's a lot of things in the swamp. <laughs> Which one is this? And so don't, don't get too freaked out. We will have a, uh, somebody checking all the meal, all the, all the dishes in to make sure they're not like, uh, you know, anything extremely crazy. But we do give out uh, prizes, and they're not just silly prizes. We're going to give out a really nice trophy and all kinds of cool stuff um, for the best dish and for the most exotic. Most exotic usually is something pretty crazy. It was Nutrat one year, and uh, yeah, anyway. So uh, I will say possum is not the word, is not as bad as you would think. Uh, anyway, let's get to the word. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we've been speaking. Of, uh, by the way, go ahead and turn while I'm giving this intro. If you brought your Bible with you this morning, turn to, uh, we got three places we want to go to. Um, Matthew chapter 7. And after you find that, uh, flip over to Luke chapter 6 and stick your finger in there and hold that spot. And then we're going to go down to Deuteronomy chapter 15. Um, thank you while you are turning. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us this morning. Uh, we've got some folks. It's your first time being here, I believe. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Um, and uh, hey, we, she said we're a hugging church. Let me tell you something. Y'all remember the free hugs movement? Like whenever we're done with all this, like I'm going like, to preach in a t-shirt that says free hugs. I'm ready to hug some folks, man. And uh, so, so, so thankful that you guys are, are hanging out with us this morning. Uh, we've been speaking on uh, giving. And so, you know, I was, I was uh, given this amazing opportunity. God bless us with this opportunity to uh, lead the church in June. And I was thinking about, you know, what are we going to speak on and uh, going through planning, and, and I thought, I want to preach about tithing. And so my very first message on tithing uh, turned into a six-part series. So, you know, you might, as well, uh, you might as well jump in, man. And so, but, but here's the thing. I think we get kind of hung up on the, we, we call it the T word. And I think that uh, that, that teaching and that practice has been, unfortunately, uh, misrepresented. I think it's been taught in a, maybe a wrong way, and uh, it freaks people out. And, and people shut down when the pastor starts talking about money. And I was, I was visiting with Pastor Daphne before service this morning, and, and uh, Brittany and I, we struggled with tithing. And, and I struggled with it severely because the way it had been taught to me was like, give or else. 
You're going to be in big trouble if you're not paying your tithe. And I really, really struggled with that. And so I want to just tell you something about this church. You're never going to hear us up here getting on to anybody for not tithing. You're never going to hear us up here saying, you guys better get on with it. I want to invite you, and I just want to brag on the church a little bit, and I want to thank God right now. I want to invite you to this business meeting. If you're not a member, come anyway. I want you to look. We're going to show you some things that God did at this church, and it will blow your mind, okay? It will absolutely blow your mind, and I'll say it, because thank God, because Community Church North Webster was in a little bit of a situation, but God, come on, how many times in your life have you had a but God moment? Come on, and so we're teaching about tithing. We're teaching about giving. You will never hear us teach give to get. That's a prosperity message. It's not biblical. We are teaching a series called The Blessed Life, not Blessed Pocketbook, okay? I'm not telling you that if you start giving a tithe, if you start paying tithe and, and doing offerings, that God is going to bless you with a, with a Rolls Royce. I'm not saying he's going to bless you with something super nice, and you're going to have like a pimped out, jacked up uh, suburban that's like purple, okay? I'm not saying that's going to happen. Now, if God wants to bless you with a jacked-up suburban that's purple, that's his business. But, you know, just give you pastor a ride sometime. Uh, it's blessed life, not blessed pocketbook, okay? Listen, I want my family. We're not teaching this because the church is worried about money. The church is worried about souls, okay? And so I want my family, and you, guess what? <laughs> Newsflash, you're my family now. Uh, Jared locked the door. So <laughs> anyway, I want my family to be so blessed, so blessed. Does that mean financially? No, that means however God wants to bless you. Come on, that could be health. That could be your tires last longer than they're supposed to, all right? Um, so I want you to be richly blessed. I want God to just pour out some amazing blessings on you. And so we, that's what we've been teaching. That's what we've been talking about. And when we give, we're giving in faith. All right, so Matthew 7 and uh, verse 1 says, Judge not that you not be judged. For with judgment you pronounce you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. How many of you have heard somebody say, judge not? Only God can judge me. I remember when I was like 15 and I shopped at Hot Topic a lot. Um, I had this binder and it said, judge not. Because I was doing a lot of silly things, and I was like, man, if anybody ever says anything to me, I'm just like, judge not. And I think that that gets misused a lot, okay? Judge not, lest you be judged by the same measure, okay? And so let's look at Luke 37, or Luke 6 and 37. It says, judge not. We're going to compare these two. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not. And you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, I want to ask you a question. If you were listening, did Jesus say anything about money? Did he use the word money there at all? I, I didn't see that. For some reason, a lot of people say give and it will be given unto you, and, and they, they, they equate that with money. 
It's almost, that verse is almost universally used to talk about money. You guys remember Ron Cannoli? We're going to see who's been in church a long time. <laughs> Ron Cannoli had a song, and it was like, give, and it will come back to you. And we used to sing it in children's church. I don't know why we sang that particular song. Like, Ron Cannoli was not Hillsong Kids, but we were singing it in children's church. And we had this little dance. I'm not going to do it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, when we think about the word give, we think money. And uh, we were talking uh, about this series, about this teaching, and uh, and the person I was visiting with, we talked about how often should you preach on giving. And the answer, how often should the church teach on giving, is weekly, daily even. Uh, because we can't preach on grace and not talk about giving. Come on, somebody, because God so loved the world that he what? Gave. Gave. Come on. We can't preach on marriage and not preach on giving because marriage will not work if you're not both givers. All right. If uh, again, not money, giving. Okay. And so, how? So we want to be a generous people. I serve a generous God. God's so generous that He created. Uh, says that He 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 expanded the heavens. God created this universe for little old me to live and to come to know Jesus. That's how generous God is. And so how can we develop a heart of generosity? Come on. Number one, if you're taking notes with me this morning, deal with a selfish Heart. Deuteronomy 15, verse 7 says, If among you one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns within your land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother, but you shall open your hand to him and lend him sufficient for his need, whatever it may be. Take care, lest there be an unworthy thought in your heart, and you say the seventh year, the year of the release, is near, and your eye look grudgingly on your poor brother, and you give him nothing, and he cried to the Lord against you, and you be guilty of sin. There's a lot to look at right here. I almost ran out of air. Listen, on the seventh year, they called that the year of Jubilee. You guys remember that song? In the year of Jubilee. We're not going to sing it. Um, and, and what would happen during that year, check this out, any debt you had would be forgiven, okay? And so how many people do you know are out there buying brand new Dodge Rams on the six and a half year, okay? And they're saying, deal with it, Landers. Man. So what he's saying, God is telling uh, he, he's giving this message and he's saying, don't you dare stop somebody. Don't you, don't you be selfish because it's almost, it's year six and a half, right? So don't be selfish saying, man, I'm not giving you nothing. You're going to run off on, it's, you've got two months and then it's the year of Jubilee and you're going to be gone. And so he's saying, uh, I want you to be generous because I'm generous. Uh, why did God create giving? You ever thought about that, Clayton? Because God did. God gave. Why did, why did he create this? Why did he invent this? Do you, do you think, we talked about this a little bit earlier in Sunday school, do you think God really needs your money? 
Come on. And, and, and I heard a pastor said to me one time, uh, I was, he was trying to teach me, he was trying to help me come to terms with, with tithing because I was a young person and I was really struggling and I didn't have a lot of money. And, and I, it, was, it hurt, it physically hurt to give money away to the church. And he said, man, he said, that's how the church makes their money. And that's not the way we're going to teach it anymore, okay? Listen, God doesn't need your money. Okay, it's not, they're not looking, there's not a foreman, an angel looking at the, at the streets in heaven going, oh boy, we running out of gold, y'all. You know, it's, what are we going to do, what are we going to pave the, the roads with up here, man? Um, it, you know, the Bible says uh, he has cattle on a thousand hills. He's God running out of cows. God doesn't need your money, okay? But God doesn't want your money, he wants you. Come on. And so God didn't create giving for your sake. He, or for his sake, he created it for your sake. All right? When we give, more than any other activity, giving forces us to squeeze out all selfishness and greed out of our lives. Because if you're selfish, you can't be given. You can't be a generous person. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, and some of us don't grow out of being selfish. A lot of, a lot of wives in this room said, mm-hmm. You know, men, if you want to see how selfish a man is, take him to McDonald's and get him some French fries. Let him order some French fries. Because what, you know, something happens. And I don't know if y'all's marriage is like this. But sometimes we'll get something and, and uh, Brittany, she'll, she'll say, well, I'll just have one of yours. No, you won't. You get your own. I can't believe. And, and when I became a parent, I was so proud. You know, I was happy to be a dad, and I cried and all that stuff. But then all of a sudden, let me tell you what children do. Let me tell you, y'all know that little boy that I got? Mm. The boy will put his food down. And come to your plate, and he won't just start taking it. He'll stand there and go, and I'll say, "Boo!" And he'll go, "I want that." The boy will come and he'll get your bowl of Cheerios, eat all of them, and then go back and eat his. And he won't eat all of his, but he got yours. Get your own, man. I'm selfish with my french fries. I don't care what you say. Pray for me. Don't you be messing with mine. Listen, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Do you want your heart in the kingdom? Put your treasure in the kingdom. It's a heart issue. So that's what we're talking about this morning, a heart issue. Um, in these verses, he talks about judgment, condemnation, forgiveness. Don't judge, you'll be judged. Don't condemn, you'll be condemned. And then he says, forgive, and you will be forgiven. What's he saying here? Give judgment, and judgment will be given back to you? This is the part that I think we mess up. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men will give back to you. What you give... We'll come back, okay? So if you're giving judgment, guess what? 
How many times have you seen, y'all, I want to tell you something. There was a pastor I knew personally, cared about it. And he was one of the most judgmental preachers I've ever heard in my life. And, and it struck me because I came from a background with a lot of ugly things going on. And I knew this pastor, and he was so angry at people that abused drugs, at people that abused pornography, at people that did all these things. And I was just, I always kind of thought, Pastor, wait, wait, wait. Didn't Jesus say we're supposed to reach out to those people, find them where they're at? Come on. We teach here uh, souls, not situations. It doesn't matter where you're at, what you're going through. Jesus doesn't care about your sin as much as he cares about you. And I struggled with, with that with my pastor. And then, or with the pastor I knew, and, and all of a sudden, church, he fell. And when he fell from grace, I mean, it was, it was everywhere. And you want to talk about the sharks began to circle. They smelled one drop of blood, tore him to pieces. And people were coming to me, and they were laughing. They were like, oh, man, JB, well, you see what happened? And it hurt because I knew he was being torn to shreds. But all the judgment that he preached from his pulpit now was coming from all sides. And so what we give is given back to us. I want you to think about... Um, Think about it this way. There was a pastor. He was counseling with a lady. And I, and I love this illustration because it made me really understand. And it, and it kind of explained some things to me. There's a pastor counseling with a lady. And uh, she was a single mom. And she, she, she came in. She sat down with her pastor. And she said, Pastor, my kids yell at me. And she had brought the kids with her. And the kids were sitting right outside the pastor's office with, with his assistant. And she said, my kids yell at me. He said, what do you mean your kids yell at you? She said, Pastor, they yell at me. And the kids are out in the, in the office, and they're kind of cutting up. She said, yeah, they just yell at me. And, and I know, stop yelling out there. <laughs> they yell at me, pastor. <laughs> Listen, what you give is coming back, okay? So when you give love in a crazy, like, a stupid way, Man, there's some people I know that live in this town, and they have a neighbor, and he's, it's a church. This guy lives next to this church, and he's so mean, calls the sheriffs on them, vandalize their property, and they love that man. I mean, they love that man, and I'm thinking, he's going to mess up your stuff. And they love him, and they will tell you how much they love him, and they send him cards, and they send him things, and they pray for him. He hates their guts, he, and they pray for him without ceasing. Come on. Listen, I love it. I, when you give that kind of love, come on, it's coming back. All right? Um, so we want to give. All right? And I love, I love thinking about it this way, man. You ever, uh, when you were a kid, man, you dropped a Coke, and what did you do? You picked it up. And, and some people, y'all, some of y'all probably did this, and I'm judging you if you do it. People will drop a Coke, and they'll pick it up and thump the top of it. Listen, that ain't fixing it. It's going to explode anyway. Come on. And I want you to think about that. The next time that you're giving, not your money necessarily, your time, 
your love to somebody, your care to somebody. I want you to think about it like a, like a Coca-Cola, just shaking it up. Come on. And it's, don't thump it. Just let it come up. And, that, man, those things will explode. It's really neat, um, unless you're, like, in a car with somebody. When we were in youth, youth ministry, that happened one time, and we never got the stains out. Um, young man picked up a Coke in the back seat. He said, hey, can I have this Coke? I said, what Coke? <laughs> come on. The second thing we want to do, we want to deal with a grieving heart. Deuteronomy 15.10 says, You shall give him freely, and your heart shall not be grudging when you give to him. Uh, because for this the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and all that you undertake. See, we need to understand this is a heart issue. But selfishness attacks us before we give, and grief attacks us after we give, have you ever, uh, you ever bought something and then went and sat in the car and just went like this? Man, sometimes we'll go to the store. And it's worse if you ever got to buy cleaning supplies. Come on, somebody. But, man, they'll get ready to, to tell the total, and they're going to turn the thing. They'll turn the thing around to show you, and I'll, re- I'll leave. Man, I evacuate. And I'll say, take care of it. Brittany will be over there, and she'll be doing this right here. And, <laughs> and uh, they'll say, what's wrong with him? And she'll be like, just don't worry about it. They can't fix it. <laughs> and uh, listen, you, you ever heard of buyer's remorse? A lot of people get giver's remorse. We've got to deal with that, okay? Listen, that's faithlessness, all right? We got to deal with that grieving heart. When we give to God, we got to trust Him that He's going to take care of business. Um, uh, the reason, watch this, the reason that we grieve after we give is because we thought that was ours. We thought it was ours. Listen, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So when we give back to God what is already his, we don't need to grieve over it. Boy, that will change the way you do things. When you realize it's not mine, it's his. Come on. Be a steward. The third thing, and we're going to hurry because we're about to run out of time, y'all. Chavos will fill up. Number three, develop a generous heart. Some of you new people, y'all are like, man, is he always like this? Develop a generous heart. Deuteronomy 15, 14 says, You shall furnish him liberally out of your flock, out of your threshing floor, and out of your winepress. As the Lord your God has blessed you, you shall give to him. Look at verse 14. You shall supply him liberally, generously from your flock, from your threshing floor, and from your winepress. Now, now watch this. Uh, from what the Lord has blessed you with, you shall give to him. God wants us to be generous. We were born selfish. We're born again generous. Come on, somebody. We were, I'll do it. We were born selfish, little people. We're born again generous. We've got to renew our minds. We've got to think about it. What he's doing is dealing with our hearts here. One of, the, one of the hardest, earliest and hardest things to teach your kids is generosity, how to share. They will fight. Y'all, they will fight. We set up a trampoline yesterday, came with a ball. They will fight. 
they will murder somebody over a ball. And kids fight over stupid stuff. And, and you, you get a group of kids, man, just watch them. And one kid, they'll have a friend over or something, and, and they'll both be playing. And then one, one little dude, he'll look up and he'll say, he'll say, hey, that's, no, that's mine. You can't play with that. And he'll go over there and he'll take it. And, and, and I was playing with that. And then he'll, he'll say, okay, good. And, and the next kid, he'll pick up something else, and the kid will say, oh, he'll go, he'll say, I'm playing with that too. It's difficult, okay? It's difficult to teach them about sharing. And um, I think that God is trying to break us from that still. Even as adults, we struggle. Uh, and that's why he led by example, by giving. Come on, God gave to us. The fourth thing we want to do is develop a grateful heart. Deuteronomy 15, 15 says, you shall remember. Come on, listen to this. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I command you this today. Come on, let me read that again. You will remember you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And God redeemed you. God set you free. Sometimes... I will see things, I will encounter people that remind me of the prison that I used to live in, in my own mind. And y'all, there were, there were days in my life, you talk about slavery, you talk about bondage, those are words we use in church a lot, that's how it was hated everyone, everything, myself, hated, cursed God on a daily basis. Asked, you know, looked for ways to, to, to damage the church, to destroy the church. Slavery, self-loathing, hatred, y'all. And uh, there was one time, I'm going to tell this, my mom's not here. Um, Pastor Daphne had to come to my house and get me. I was just a kid, but I, I, the anger was so intense, I couldn't control myself. Come on, y'all, that's demonic. That's demonic. Let's call it what it is. Could not control my actions. Began to tear my house apart with an axe. And Pastor Daphne showed up and stopped me. She's well, so, you know. Sometimes I get reminders of those. I'll hear, I'll, I'll see something, I'll see a post, I'll see someone that, that I knew in those days. I'll hear a song maybe that, that reminds me of those days. And I remember the bondage and how my life reminded me of a dark cell with only a little bit of light coming in. And that's what God's saying here in Deuteronomy that you will remember the slavery that you were in, the, how you were held captive. You remember that, and that's why we give. That's why you give. Because not only are we giving back what's already his, listen, salvation was given to us. 
Come on. Redemption was given to us. I love that, you know, there's a song that, that calls Jesus a chain breaker. And I love that analogy. Because I think about those chains that held me tight. I couldn't even move, couldn't breathe. And I would lay in my bed at night and just pray to die. Because I hated my life so much. But then one day, come on, in the blackness of that cell, that little bitty light. You know what happens if you're in a dark room and you turn on even the smallest little bit of light? What happens? You can begin to see. And the darkest place in my life, that little bitty light still persisted. And I began to look at that light and I began to crawl towards that light and I began to need more of that light in my life. And so when I give, when I, when I punch in that I'm going to send some, some money or when I punch in that I'm going to send some time, you know, we've got some people and I just want to slap you on the back and thank you. We've got some people in this group that will give their time. They will give their skills to build the kingdom. And that's what we think about. That's why there are people out there that are so generous, not just with finances. They're generous with their time. They're generous with their thoughts and their cares because they remember the slavery that they were in. We remember. I want you to stand with me this morning and I want to pray together. That we have a generous heart. That we get over selfishness. And that we get over the grief of giving. We're not afraid to give. Because we remember that God gave to us first. <laughs> we weren't worthy. We weren't worthy of anything more than punishment. And gave to us. That's so good. All around this room, I want to ask you to do something. If you'll, if you'll bow your heads, close your eyes for just a minute. And we don't do this a lot, but I want to do it today because I want to pray for you as we're ending this year.